When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. So, Matthew Hush. He is a very high-class gentleman. He is the Statue of Liberty archivist, which means what? What do you do? What is a, what is a, an archivist for the Statue of Liberty? I am a public historian who is in charge of records, so keeping track of lots and lots of paper, mostly files that relate to the history of this particular national park, the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. How does that come about? What did you do in school to get this? Well, interestingly, or maybe not so interestingly, I was an English teacher who had an interest in computers. And the written word and communication was very interesting to me. And I ended up falling in love with history in college and realizing that some of these things were related. How do we store information? How do we, uh, how do we describe information? All led me to appreciating and loving archival science and led me to a job as an archivist. Have you ever cleaned a statue before? <laughs> you know, there's an incredibly large statue in my park that uh, requires cleaning from time to time. Where's yes, your park? You know, Where? Where? <laughs> it's in the middle of New York Harbor, and it's a very oh. large statue. It's hard to miss. <laughs> Listen, before we go into a thousand questions that I have, can you give some of the young kids who don't seem to know the history where the statue came from and what it is and what it's made of? Could you give us a little history of the background of oh, the statue? absolutely. Go, go, yes, go. Yes, I, I would love to and love doing so because a lot of people today are sort of confused. They will come up and they will say to me, why, why did France give us this giant statue here in the middle of New York Harbor? And the really short answer that I usually use for kids is that she was a birthday gift. She was a gift for the 100th birthday of the United States from one republic, the Republic of France, to another, the Republic of the United States. So the gift was supposed to be ready for 1876 for the, statue, for the 100th birthday of the United States, but it ended up being 10 years late, and in October of 1886, almost 137 years ago, she was dedicated in New York Harbor. Matthew, all of that is great and it's terrific, but why the statue? Why didn't they just send some perfume or something from France? I just don't understand why. We love it. It's thrilling. We, we, we worship it. But why a statue of liberty? Yes. Yes. Why a statue? Why not some other kind of gift? And, and this is where the desires of individuals and the desires of politicians and wealthy nation builders came together in this really fascinating moment. You had this sculptor named Auguste Bartholdi. He was French, and his dream was to build a colossal statue. He didn't particularly care that it was going to be a Statue of Liberty for the United States. In fact, he made a colossal statue for Egypt, and it was a large statue of a woman in robes holding a light. 
And if that doesn't sound familiar, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, was, yeah, yeah. he was annoyed later in life <laughs> because people said, hey, didn't you ask Egypt for a statue that looked the same as this one? And he said, no, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he wanted to build a colossal statue. A lot of his friends happened to be liberal Republicans who cared about freedom and democracy. And they were Frenchmen who cared about it because at the time there was not a lot of freedom and democracy in France. So some of them thought, hey, if we give this gift to the United States, celebrating our friendship, celebrating the American Revolution and saying, hey, what a great job you all are doing with liberty and independence, this might also be a political message to people back home. So it was a giant statue because this sculptor really wanted to build a giant statue, and it was of the goddess of liberty with a tablet saying July 4th, 1776, so that it would be sold to Americans and that they could make it their own. Why green? Why green? Why, yeah, why green? Why when you open up your phone and you go to the emoji for the Statue of Liberty, no matter what phone you're on, she's definitely green, isn't she? The Statue of Liberty is green because she's made of copper, and when copper is outside, air and moisture combine to make a skin on the top of that copper that we call a patina. And that copper patina is green. At its thickest, it's actually almost a bright green. And at its beginning, it's kind of a dark green. So if you look at the Statue of Liberty, you'll notice she's not just one color of green. She's a lot of different shades of green. But yeah, this is her skin. It's her copper patina. And that is why the statue is green. Hey, a lot of this stuff doesn't usually come up in conversation. You un you understand that. Okay. So how did they schlep it over here? We didn't have big boats at that at that time. How how did they get it here? Yes, we we did not yet have our our giant Titanic-like steamships, but we did have some older ships, and there was this particularly old ship that the French Navy had called the Isère. And they were able to put all of these different pieces of copper. And this is what really fascinates me. We didn't build the Statue of Liberty once. They built her twice. They had to put her together first in Paris and then a second time in the United States. So after they put her together in Paris, they took all the copper pieces down, all the iron insides down, and put them all in crates and shipped all of these crates and pieces across the Atlantic Ocean to New York City. So they, they schlepped her in, a, in the bottom of a ship. Listen, this is very interesting to me. I do not in any wise mean to be disrespectful. I love my country. I love my city. I love my statue. Why was it a lady? I mean, what impelled them to make it exactly the way they made it? I think if we're... If, if the question here is, you know, why in particular is it a statue of a woman? I think the answer yeah. to that is that a lot of... A lot of sculptors, a lot of artists at the time who are living in the 19th century are very influenced by uh, classicism, by Greek and Roman culture. So when Bartholdi is making this model, he keeps calling it Libertas, which is the name of this Roman goddess of liberty, who traditionally was a woman who had a broken vase at her feet. So Bartholdi sort of updated this Roman goddess for the Americans, and he changed the broken vase at her feet to be broken shackles and chains that she's stepping out of. And rather than her holding a piece of that vase in her hand, she's now holding this tablet of law in her hand. 
So the short answer to why is it a woman, it's because she's a, a goddess, and she's a goddess of liberty. Well, a goddess, I'm looking forward to the New York Post, where, where I am also employed. Maybe they'll make a statue of me, too, but maybe a little shorter than that. So tell me about cleaning. Well, you've been doing really, I don't, how do you clean it? I think you, I think you deserve one. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Leave your phone number. I may need to call you. <laughs> tell me, tell me, how do you clean? How do you clean Miss Liberty? It's it, cleaning the statue has been a concern since the very beginning. In one respect, it's incredibly simple because of that patina that I told you about. That patina protects the copper. So that green skin protects the copper from corroding. But it doesn't change the fact that she is gigantic and she's outside. And the problem we've had from the very beginning with the Statue of Liberty is that water will get inside the statue. And when water gets inside the statue, it can stay still in certain places, and then that causes corrosion. So they painted the inside of the statue. They put coal tar on the inside of the statue. They've put putty on the inside of the statue. They've done all sorts of things over the years to try to get her to stop leaking. And when we went to clean her for her centennial in the 1980s, uh, the biggest problem we had with that cleaning was cleaning out all of that paint, cleaning all of that coal tar out, and the best solution and I know this sounds silly, the best solution they found after trying all these high-tech methods was to use baking soda and to blast baking soda on the inside of her skin to clean all of that paint and coal tar out, and that ended up being the best method. Um, they also power washed the outside of her then in the 1980s to clean some of that stuff that had come through her skin to the outside. But honestly, since then, we, we really don't have to give her a bath. She doesn't really require much uh, daily or monthly or even yearly cleaning. My thought of the Statue of Liberty leaking is not exactly what I ever thought when I looked at her. You don't think of the statue needing to go to the can or anything <laughs> like that. That's hardly what you think. So oh, tell me, tell no, me. No, you don't. You don't think about that. And that's why one of the spots that they found water leaking, Cindy, was in her uh, in her nose. And so they ended up having to cut oh, these two little holes in her nose. So she had a nose job? you telling she me the Statue of Liberty had a nose job? The Statue of Liberty had a nose job like I, I did? Like Is that, that what yeah. you're telling me? <laughs> well, I didn't know you did, but okay. How long does it take to clean her? <laughs> well, when when we cleaned her like that, and we had to do the power washing, it it took it took almost two two months to clean her. So it was a very long bath that she had for that restoration. What about lightning? I mean, she's way out there in the harbor. Does that cause any damage to the statue? Could it? So we're 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 fortunate enough that it, it it does not cause it does not cause damage that's readily visible right away. But if you do go on YouTube and you look at Statue of Liberty lightning strikes, you will see that yes, she does get hit by lightning uh, frequently. Her tallest point, which is her torch. And one thing we have realized is that the gold leafing that's around the torch, so the torch is actually solid copper covered in gold leaf, 
and that gold leaf that was put on in the 1980s um, has started to show some damage from being hit by lightning, and that's something that uh, we know we are going to have to address in the years to come because even though she does self-clean, uh, all of these things uh, require work over time. To, well, to, I'm glad to, to hear them. that she self she self cleans. I certainly feel a lot better to know that she's a clean statue. I am grateful. <laughs> what about what about the people? Are they still able to go visit her all the way and walk up the steps or whatever? Yes, you are still able to come visit the Statue of Liberty and to go up the double spiral staircase that's inside her, and visitors are able to go up to the crown. Now, it's only only a couple hundred people a day that have a ticket. It's a re reservation to go to the crown of the Statue of Liberty, but that is still an option available to our visitors today. Yes, ma'am. So when the Statue of Liberty, I mean, seriously, I don't know all the history. When the Statue of Liberty was presented to the United States, was it supposed to be in our harbor as this great part of our our history was it supposed to be that famous it really it really wasn't it doesn't seem like it was going it some people didn't think it was going to be famous at all and for the first few years when people talk about the statue nobody calls her the statue of liberty they just refer to her as the bartoldi statue named after the sculptor it seems like it takes a while for her to be associated with New York City herself, and then eventually she becomes a personification of America. Um, it, it seems like it takes a while, but it does seem like maybe 20 years after she's opened by the early 1900s, New York City guidebooks are filled with references to the Statue of Liberty and about needing to go to see the Statue of Liberty and that being a big part of your visit. So it's definitely been over 100 years that she's been a top tourist attraction for people coming to New York City and certainly symbolizing New York and the United States. What is she holding? Isn't that a book? What is, what is that? Yes, she's holding two things. In her raised right arm, she is holding a torch, her, her official name, her proper French name, is La Liberté et Clorant Le Monde, which means liberty enlightening the world. So she is carrying that light in her right hand. She's walking forward, and in her left hand, she's holding a tablet of law. So this is supposed to represent what, what is valuable to her, what matters to her, and it's the rule of law. Um, which is in this case symbolized by the Declaration of Independence. So on that tablet is the date July 4th, 1776 in Roman numerals. Matthew, you know all of this history and most of us do not. We treasure it, we love it, we understand it, we worship the Statue of Liberty, but when did it become the symbol of New York and the United States of America? When did all of that happen? I think it is a gradual process for the statue to become the symbol of the city and the nation, but I would tell you that I think it's really cemented in our culture during World War II. 
because it's during World War II that the Statue of Liberty is used as a fundraiser. And if we were living here in New York City during the war at the time, we would have gone through a number of Liberty loan bonds. They were doing radio programs yes, from the yes, Statue yes. of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. They, have a, they have a model of the Statue of Liberty in Times Square on VE Day. Uh, it seems like during World War II and then in the aftermath, this is when the statue really is locked in as personifying the United States. How long does it take to clean her? The last time we did a big cleaning, it took a couple months in the 1980s. But most of the cleaning that we do today is on the inside. And that kind of cleaning happens every day. You've got to clean the handrails. You've got to clean the steps. You've got to clean the windows that people look out of in the crown. And, uh, you know, that can take uh, any, any number of minutes, depending on how dirty she is, I suppose. What what about maintaining it in every way? I mean, do people look at the outside? Do you, do you have specialists to see if there are cracks or something? I mean, it's such a fa famous part of our world. How does it get maintained, even the outside? This is you're this concerns me so greatly what you're talking about which is you know you, you you do a massive repair job on something you do a big restoration project and you sort of you know clap your hands together and say okay we're done but no because 30 40 50 years later you have to do it again and so we've had two large restorations in the statue's history, one in the 1930s, one in the 1980s, and many of our brilliant um, managers who work here in the park, uh, many of whom are scientists, have determined uh, that she probably needs some work done again. So we currently have a few projects that we've been thinking about in the park as far as looking at her structural stability and you know, seeing does she need any major attention or care in the coming years. Because so far, she's been doing great since that last restoration. But it's always a good idea to keep looking, especially when you have anything uh, as large and complicated as the Statue of Liberty is. Okay. A any question I'm going to ask about the Statue of Liberty makes me seem like an, an idiot, but I don't ha have an answer. So I have to ask these questions. The outside of the statue, what do you use on her? Brillo? What do you do to clean a gigantic statue? Well, the last time we cleaned the outside, Cindy, believe it or not, we actually used a pressure washer. Oh, Okay. And if you're thinking, of, yeah, a pressure washer like you use on your deck, yep, <laughs> a pressure washer like you would use on your deck uh, was used to clean the copper plates on the outside. And, of course, that's tricky. That's, it's difficult to clean the outside of her because you want to clean what's ever on the copper skin, but you also don't want to clean off the patina, the green part. So there was a question over a hundred years ago when the statue started to turn green because there were some people who were a little uh, confused who didn't quite know that a large copper statue was going to turn green so there are some really funny newspaper articles at the time where people were saying should we give the statue of liberty a bath uh, should we <laughs> should we keep the patina should we clean it off should we let her stay this kind of uh, shiny copper color um, but my understanding is the last time we cleaned the outside of her, we used a regular old pressure washer. 
Listen, I don't want to keep you any longer because if it's starting to become as long as she is old. So I don't want to keep you on any longer. But I do thank you very much, Matthew, for coming on and talking to me. I would like to visit her again one day. May I call and could you organize? We we would love to have you. We have over 4 million visitors a year that come to Statue of Liberty National Monument and Ellis Island, and we would love if you would be one of them, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Matthew Hush. Thank you very much. Bye. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.